Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. We're taking you into part three of our U.S. Disaster Relief mini-series. If you've kept up with us, I hope you've been informed and refreshed about the ways God is moving after the deadly tornadoes in the South over Easter weekend. If you've just now joined us, I hope you go back and listen to episodes 20 and 21 after this. You don't wanna miss how God is working through each of our sites and hear directly from each of our leaders. Today, I wanna introduce you to our next guest, Shannon Daly, a regional program manager with U.S. Disaster Relief. She's a familiar voice to this podcast as she filled us in during our Nashville tornado response in episode 12. But in this episode, she reports to us from Monroe, Louisiana, after three different tornadoes swept through and damaged over 400 homes. Since recording this phone call just a few weeks ago, the site has completed all of their work orders and has left the healing process to be continued in the capable hands of the local church. During our conversation, listen to the ways Shannon continues to bring up God's faithfulness, even in the darkest moments. He is our everlasting father and provided exactly what Louisiana needed to overcome in this disaster. So I'd love for you to just share um, where you are, where your team is, and, and just talk to me about the church that you're partnering with. All right, so Samaritan's Purse is here in Wachita Parish, Louisiana. That's the Monroe, Louisiana area. Um, and we are partnered with WFR Church, which is actually a church we partnered with back in 2016 uh, for flooding here in Monroe. Um, and so when we contacted them as the storms came through Easter Sunday, uh, they reported the damage that was here. So we've come back and partnered with them again um, to serve in this community. And so here in Wachita Parish, there were actually three tornadoes uh, that came through the area on Easter Sunday. Uh, there was an EF3, an EF2, and an EF1, and it affected about 400 homes, 23 of them completely destroyed, 100 of them with major damage uh, to them, and then others with uh, more minor damage to them. And so that's uh, where Samaritan's Purse is. Uh, working in Louisiana right now. Wow. Um, what is that like coming back and partnering with the church again? Is that Has that been helpful, um, easier, or are you still starting over? No. So this church, you know, they're familiar with the process of disaster relief, even though it looks a little different this time around. Right. Um, eager. They know who we are, even within the community. You know, the number of people that we have. Oh, you helped us in 2000. 16, or we remember when we partnered with you in 2016. And so it's opened the doors a lot for local volunteers um, who are already familiar with the process, familiar with what we do, and love the organization. Um, so both from the church and the community together, you know, the, um, the mayors in the community, um, very welcoming. Uh, you know, you don't really have to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. It's kind of already established for us. Um, so that has made that very easy as well. And so um, I know you have a lot more modifications now with COVID-19. Um, and so can you talk to me, and this is probably helping you since you just have day volunteers uh, that you're able to use, as you said, you now have a good partnership with the community. So can you talk right. to me about the modifications you've had to make and the adjustments with day volunteers? Right, so with the COVID-19, of course, because we um, have to keep people separated in sleeping areas. There's just not enough space to sleep overnight volunteers except for our leadership team. So we are completely reliant on day volunteers uh, in the community and they come in and the first thing they do instead of getting paperwork or a handshake or anything like that, they get gloves and a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and we give those to them. They wear them all the time while they're working. Um, anytime they're not in their own personal vehicle, if they're going to be around others. And 
just kind of added that that little thing. I, I think the hardest thing for all of us is not being able to shake hands or, or hug someone, mm-hmm. um, keeping that social distancing away. Um, but, you know, everyone is understands and they understand the need to keep everybody safe and but still want to come out and love on the people of the community. They don't want the fear of a virus to keep them from showing the love of Jesus Christ to the people in their community who are hurting from the tornado. Mm-hmm. And Shannon, I'm sure it's difficult because you've responded to so many disasters. You're very experienced. Um, and so I'm sure it's difficult to have your hands tied and to have so many restrictions and modifications. But how have you seen God's hand break through those barriers and allow you to help in almost a different way now? Right. So I think, you know, we still see, uh, again, it is very different and it looks very different, but the hearts of people who are going to serve mm-hmm. um, are still the same, uh, you know, and they're eager to go out um, and be able to just love people and have an interaction, even though that interaction looks a little different. And so we've seen God bring people from this community who are, who are relying on to get the work done at this point, um, who are willing to come out, talk with their neighbors, work with their neighbors, show the love of Jesus Christ to their neighbors. Um, and so we've just seen that time and time again that someone has come along. We even had a volunteer the other day that came in. We had actually helped her and her family in the 2016 flood mud out their home. And she came with a couple of her friends to come and volunteer because she just wanted to give back. And so, you know, God's put that desire on people's hearts. Um, and so even in the midst of what can be very um, fearful uh, time in our country, uh, people are still willing to step away from that fear and to go and serve and love. And it's just been amazing to see that. Wow, that must be so neat to see those full circle stories, you know, people coming forward that were helped before. Um, what Absolutely. a great ministry opportunity. They can probably minister better than than most. Has your workload been impacted by this, you know, having day volunteers, maybe not as many volunteers as you've been able to have in the past? Has that the workload been impacted by this? It definitely looked different. I think back to even just a month ago, right before the COVID, things really kind of ramped up in Tennessee and we had thousands of volunteers on a Mm -hmm. Saturday and hundreds on the uh, other days of the week. And now we're, you know, 37, 40, 25, uh, much smaller numbers, much smaller teams. Of course, we can only keep a team to be 10 people Mm -hmm. um, per team. And so that looks very different. Um, But what we've seen in that is God's provided what we've needed every day. It's kind of an unknown for us every day. We walk into an orientation room at 730 And that's when we know how many people we'll have out in the field and how many teams we can put out. And so that looks very different for us when we like to plan and we like Mm -hmm. to do all of those things. But it's caused us to have to rely on God to know that he's going to send exactly what we need for that day to accomplish the work. Um, But we're still taking requests like we normally do. We might take a little longer to get those requests done with Mm -hmm. fewer people, but we'll still get them done. Yeah, because you know normally your your volunteers come in for maybe a week at a time because you're able to sleep them, so you know exactly what you've had. Like you said, you're you're planning, you can plan ahead. So I feel like this must be like the loaves of fish and the bread, you know, that where Jesus fed people. It's like just bring what you have, you know, and let me do that. Have you seen you know God God's hand work during this difficult time like that? Well, that, that is an excellent analogy of what we of, of what we have going on here, mm-hmm. um, because it really is. Um, we sat there one day, and I, one day last week, I don't remember what day it was. Walked in the orientation room, and I had one volunteer. Wow! And my heart just fell. I was like, "What are we going to do? We can't work with just one volunteer. Uh, we won't get anything accomplished." But by the time orientation was over, I had gone out. 
Um, so I think it must have been Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, when I went out into the parking lot, all of the volunteers that had come on Tuesday had come back. Wow. And so there was a parking lot full of about 25 people ready to go out and serve. And so we watched God mm-hmm. in the midst of when we think, oh, no, <laughs> how are we going to work today? And then there it was. God had sent them back. Mm-hmm. That actually brings tears to my eyes. Um, because then, so they didn't have to go through the training like that one, correct? Correct. And so they could just go out. And so... Lo and behold, you were just faithful to do that training, move forward, and here he provided an army of volunteers. Yeah. Um, That is awesome. And so as we're talking, you know, people that are listening, um, you know, how can they get involved? Because like you said, people might think, oh, it doesn't really matter if I do. It matters now. So the people that are near those communities, what can they do? Absolutely. So people who are in and around this area are welcome to come and volunteer with us. Um, we do orientations at um, 7.30 in the morning, 12.30 in the afternoon, Monday through Saturday. Um, and come out and work. We'll give you the gloves. We'll give you the mask. We will do everything we can to keep people safe while they're out there working. But give them an opportunity to love on the community. We would love to have them. Thank you. And um, as we're talking to that, how can we be praying for your community and for your team, Shannon? Yeah, I think within here, within this particular response, you know, praying for, um, number one, to keep everybody um, healthy and safe. Um, In addition to COVID, you know, we're still, we're working with chainsaws. It's a lot of trees and a lot of very large trees, um, a lot of very technical work um, that is needing to be done before the non-technical people can uh, go in and, and pull things. And so just praying for safety in that because it can be very dangerous. And so just praying people are taking their time and not feeling the pressure um, to get things done quickly. Um, and then I would say in general for this community, you know, we um, prepared for another round of storms yesterday. Thankfully, um, God stayed those off. We had some thunder and some lightning and a little bit of wind, but no tornadoes or any of that through here or even hail yesterday. Um, but the people of this community, you know, very much in fear mm-hmm. of those storms coming through again. Um, and so praying for them and just praying that God softens the hearts of the volunteers and of the people Uh, that we are serving the homeowners, that they are prepared to not just receive the physical help, but to receive the encouragement, um, to receive the love of Jesus Christ. And for those that don't know Christ, that their hearts are softened um, to hear that message and to respond to God's call on their life. I can't imagine. Yeah, the fear, because, you know, we have COVID-19, so they're already fearful. Then the tornadoes Mm -hmm. came. um, And like you said, now the threat of any natural disaster coming must just make them want to retreat and kind of harden their hearts, I would imagine. Um, Absolutely. And so speaking to that, have you seen God, um, because I feel like, you know, a natural disaster is always hard. You know, it strips away and shows, yeah, brokenness or pain that maybe hasn't been dealt with. Have you seen God you know, these, these people that you're ministering to, have you seen the spiritual need greater than normal or a willingness to hear from the gospel? So I think, I don't know that I would say a greater need, but I would say a greater willingness to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I think of a team we had out the other day, uh, the first salvation we had through our site, a team was out there. It was a little bitty job uh, that they were just using to fill between jobs while they were waiting for homeowners to get to their homes. Uh, the chaplains called and they're like, well, you know, it's for a little, we're going to be done. And the chaplains got there right in time for the Bible presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the team members had already been talking with the homeowner and talking about spiritual things and salvation. And so the chaplains kind of piggybacked on that after that Bible presentation 
Um, and that homeowner accepted Christ. Uh, you know, he's a new believer today because of it. Um, and is excited to have that Bible to be able to grow um, in their in his faith, you know, or the, the homeowner. I think the other story that sticks out in my head is the homeowner that um, told the team, he said, I was angry after the storm, but I watched all these people around me and they were all getting help and no one was coming to my house to help me. And he said, I just kept getting more and more mad. And he said, but God spoke to him. He's already a believer. God spoke to him and said, this isn't the attitude you're supposed to have. And so he started listening to some praise music. He started reading his Bible. He just started focusing on the things of God. Mm-hmm. And he said the next thing he knew, people were there to offer help to him. Um, and Marion's Purse was able to come in and, and provide some assistance to him as well. But just, um, you know, his willingness to, to hear the Holy Spirit speak to him and say, this is not the things you're supposed to be focused on. Don't be focused on everything else around you. Be focused on me and I'll take care of the rest of it. This is exciting to see that kind of movement. Hmm. That is really encouraging. And, you know, I think that is a perfect example, you know, for everyone, because I think we all can be that way with COVID-19 and the restrictions. Um, we can feel that way and kind of feel, woe is me. You've, you haven't seen me. So what a great testimony. Thank you, Shannon, for sharing that. Um, and I, I just love, you know, this, the acceptance of Christ. And like you said, it was a little job. Um, and how easily it could have been overlooked if you thought, oh, we've got to get to this bigger job. But God, showed you that when you're faithful with little, he can entrust you with much. You know, that, you know, he did a big and mighty thing in a, <laughs> what you thought was a small work order. Like what a great testimony. So I just encourage you all to stay faithful, to stay the course, you know, and pray that God will just sustain you and remind you of his faithfulness day in and day out. Um, and that's why I love talking to you. Cause I think you can get lost in the, the big, I mean, we have four responses going on. You know, and we have two emergency fields hospitals. You know, Samaritan's Purse is working so all over and we're stretched really thin. But to pause and stop and hear these stories of God's faithfulness um, really is encouraging in this time. The reason we do what we do, right? And yes. just love our volunteers who, who have that heart um, to know that no matter how small the job, it's not about, or how big the job is, it's mm-hmm. not about the work, it's about the people. Mm-hmm. And it's about showing them the love of Jesus Christ. I love that. Um, And so Shannon, can you talk to me about your church partnership? And, you know, we're not able to even meet for church services right now. So how is this church, have you all, I guess, bolstered their faith and encouraged them? Or were they already trying to work within the community during this pandemic? So with WFR Church, uh, they are a very active church. They have a very active mission um, outreach section here, relief um, division here. Um, that they actually run as a separate ministry. And they were actually on the Monday, I got here at noon on Monday, uh, following the storms. They already had teams out um, in the field working. And so the pastor and one of my local volunteers and I went and uh, visited with that team, saw the work they're doing. And that team uh, is using their skilled lawyers to get that work done. And then we're following up behind them to do some of the other work with some of our less skilled day volunteers. Um, In addition to the work we're already doing with our skilled volunteers as well. Um, But yeah, this church, um, we've kind of mutually encouraged each other in the process of ministering this community. They're doing a lot of things through um, social media and stuff to encourage and keep their people engaged. They've got something that they are uh, live feeding every night of the week um, to keep their people engaged. Um, And so that's exciting to see as well, to know that they're not just trying to let go. They're trying to keep people connected as much as they can during this crisis time. 
Um, and, you know, we were, the partnership with us is just another way to do that. And so it's just been, like I said, a mutual encouragement for each other to keep going and to keep pressing on and doing the work God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. That is awesome to hear. And it was awesome to hear that, yeah, four churches were able to respond so quickly. Um, and so we'll just continue praying that your stamina, you know, for your health and your stamina and yeah, your partnership to mu- mutually encourage one another. Well, thank you, Shannon, so much for sharing with us today. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience? I think, uh, thank you for the prayers and support that you're already giving. And just please continue to pray for that. There's a lot of hurting people. And like you said, beyond just the tornadoes in their life, but you compound that with COVID and then other things they've had going on in their lives. Um, They're just hurting and they're desperate for some type of hope. And so just pray that we're faithful um, in showing Jesus Christ to them in speaking the words of truth from scripture to them, Mm -hmm. to encourage them and to allow them to be drawn into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And and I'm glad you shared that story too about the man, you know, that cried out to the Lord. And I just wanna encourage people listening, it's okay to cry out to him, you know, because this is hard. Um, And I, yeah, I can't imagine the people dealing with this storm. Um, It is okay. So believers that, that do know and trust God, it's okay to cry out to him. I was just reading Hezekiah, you know, when Isaiah told him his illness was gonna kill him. Um, You know, prepare your family, go back. Um, And Hezekiah cried out to the Lord, you know, didn't complain or wasn't bitter, but just cried, wept bitterly. And and then the Lord did allow him to live 15 more years um, and and heard his prayer and his cry. Um, And he might not always heal us, uh but he will hear us. And I think change our hearts um, and change our perspective. And so, for those listening and for your team, you know, it is okay to cry. Um, and, and there are times where I think, yeah, and for your team, I'm sure you're tired and there are days it's hard to even wake up, I'm sure. So I pray that you feel um, his presence and feel him with you in this storm. I just love the way Shannon talks about how God paved the way to sustain Monroe, Louisiana, even after such a horrible disaster. Churches truly bolstered the community, volunteers showed up, families came together, and the body of Christ was present. It reminds me of Paul's letter to the church when he encourages them to work together as the body. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Thanks again for joining us today. Through this series, I know I've loved diving deeper into how I can specifically pray for individual needs in each community. And I hope you have too. Join us tomorrow as we wrap up the final piece of our series. Thanks again for tuning in and for praying. I hope you have a great rest of your day.